So today is the 20th of January 2021, it's a Wednesday. So the practice of training ourselves in samadhi, of making these minds firmly established, um, is for the purpose of fighting against the aramanas, or these sense impressions which enter into our hearts. So it's normal that we meet with problems in this practice. And it's come when the mind experiences one of these sensations already. And then suffering comes up, the mind is ill at ease. So we try to teach our minds not to attach um, into the things which enter into the heart. And when we teach it in this way, it can experience peace for one period of time. But there's still this unsettled nature of the mind there within it. And why is that? It's because this feeling of peace is still insufficient. We have samadhi or we have sati there knowing already, but it's too weak. So we're not able to stop the mind from proliferating. So when the mind uh, is associated with one of these uh, sense impressions for a period of time, uh, then we may want for it to just cease instantly, to just experience liking for a flash, disliking for a flash. And if we can do that, it shows that the intelligence, the wisdom that we have is very great, that our minds are well established, so that the spanya can arise. <laughs> the mind is like uh, water and oil, or rather the mind and the emotions are like this, um, that they don't stick to each other. The mind is one thing, the aramana is something else, and they're separate. If the mind is in this state, it shows that it's already been well-trained to see these aramanas as just aramanas, the mind is just the mind. But in the beginning of the practice, when we're training ourselves, we want to be intelligent, we want to have knowledge, we want to have wisdom, but these things don't arise immediately. We need to rely upon our strengths of endurance. We need to rely upon this training. And initially, our wisdom depends upon the things that we listen to. So we hear that um, clinging is the source of suffering. That's what causes suffering to come up. And uh, we have mindfulness there, teaching our minds, telling them not to attach to things, not to see forms as being beautiful, that these things, they're not impermanent. These things aren't a self. And we teach our minds in this way, but they don't yet accept this truth. And the reason for that is because samadhi isn't firmly established. So wisdom has yet to arise. But we shouldn't um, allow ourselves to be despondent due to that, because we just want to get results very quickly. Rather, we know this path of practice. And when we walk on it, it's natural that there are going to be some obstacles. Just like if there's a path which isn't all that wide, and a tree falls over it, and that becomes an obstruction for us. 
So what we need to do is go about pulling that log off the path. And it's not that these things are just tiny sticks which fall. Um, They're very large sticks, or they're whole trees. And when it's like that, then we need our strategies. We need to have the equipment ready. So we take out a saw and we start sawing that log so we can pull it off the path. And as we carry on with our efforts in this way, doing it little by little, in the end we'll be able to clear this obstacle out and we can travel further along the path. And so it's like that when these sense impressions come into the heart, um, that the mind attaches to them and it still does that. So we teach our minds just one time, they won't believe us. So we need to explain to our hearts very often. We need to expand upon the meaning and uh, teach our minds with wisdom. Telling them that, you know, these things, they're not inconstant yet. These things, they're not beautiful. What do you really like within this body? The hair, do you like that? What about the nails, the teeth, the skin? Do you like those things? And we explain the truth to our minds until um, they start to get it. Until the mind doesn't get so fixated upon the things that we dislike or like. And from here, peace can arise. Wisdom can arise. But in the beginning, everyone gets lost. Um, When we start feeling averse to something, we take that all as self. So we try to teach our minds that there's no me, there's no other there. It's just this collection of four elements. Until the minds can become stable, peace can become firmly established in the heart so that wisdom then arises. And here we'll be able to pass over all of these feelings of liking and disliking. But we shouldn't feel despondent. We shouldn't give up hope. Rather, we need to endure to really forbear with the difficulties, to put in our effort without stopping. We do walking meditation, sitting meditation, and do this a lot, develop these things a lot, and then we will be able to pass over all of these emotions, all of these sense impressions. To not take things in terms of self, in terms of me or other, and here the mind becomes empty, empty from self, empty from attachments, and this shows that wisdom has arisen. So when we do things in this way often, um, then that requires our effort, and ask you to put in your efforts. And wherever effort is, success is right there. That we free ourselves from suffering due to the efforts that we have. So really endure, have energy in this practice. Sometimes the mind will come together and experience peace and stillness. So we have mindfulness, the awareness, knowing what's happened, knowing that the mind is peaceful. And when it's devoid of peace, we know that as well. When the mind starts to proliferate in terms of self, right there is where knowledge into not-self will arise. And this knowledge, it's not just thoughts, it's not intellectual, but rather it's a direct knowing. And when this knowing appears, when knowledge comes up, um, then there'll be a clear seeing into not-self. Brightness arises, light arises, and darkness disappears. And the state of emptiness 
shows itself within our minds. So seeing into the Dhamma like this, um, or the shows that we've, we've seen into the Dhamma, and this is how it happens. In the beginning, there's usually just chaos. There's just unsettled uh, qualities in the heart. And all of these um, unsettled states, they fill up our hearts. Liking and disliking, they overflow the heart. There's just huge amounts of them. And when we suffer in the practice, we really, really suffer. So don't worry about it. Don't make it into a big problem. That all of us have this faith. We all have belief. Belief in this way of practice. um, That this is the path that will lead us to true happiness. So we carry on, on this path, without stopping. We do our walking meditation, our sitting meditation. Constantly bring up mindfulness. And even though sometimes uh, there's a lot of chaos in the heart, a lot of confusion, the mind is just always going off into liking and disliking. Um, And we're just not able to contemplate into these things. What are we able to do then? What should we do? We need to change the way that we're doing things or change uh, the object of our mind. So perhaps we can pick up a book about Dhamma and read that, or listen to some Dhamma talk. But we also need to be careful when the mind is in this state, because sometimes it just doesn't want anything at all. Maybe we think about listening to Dhamma, but the mind just doesn't want to do that. So we should pick up just one chant and really try to stick with that. Just... um, keep on repeating that in the mind until it is able to come to a state of peace. So as we chant and chant and do this often, the mind will reach an uplifted state. It will become joyful again. So bringing the mind uh, to a state of uh, peace. Or sometimes when we try to do that, we may contemplate, uh, we may think about the Dhamma. And if we're thinking about birth and death, uh, sometimes the mind may become sad or depressed because of uh, the way that we're contemplating, and that shows that it's not correct. So we should instead think that the reason that we've been born is to develop our paramis, our spiritual qualities, to study the Dhamma, to find the Dhamma. Sometimes uh, there's darkness in our mind. Sometimes the mind is bright again. And these days and nights, they pass by, pass by, but we should make sure that they pass by with our efforts. They pass by through this cultivation of the mind. They pass through our development of goodness, building up skillful states, uh, growing in merit. So when we chant, we have mindfulness. We do a lot of meditation. We try to bring up this awareness in the present moment a lot. And this is something that I speak of frequently, that whether standing, walking, sitting, or lying down, be mindful of that. When we're speaking, when we're thinking, have mindfulness of that, and really train yourselves. Because this opportunity that we have now is a very good one. We've been born already, we're able to practice. And we don't know that when we die, we go into our next life, we'll be able to practice then. It's not sure. 
But for this life, we can practice. And what that shows is that we've been practicing in previous lives as well, that we have this interest to practice in this life. And it's even more so for those who have come to ordain. So they've been practicing in um, lives prior to this one. They were able to see the danger in the cycle of birth and death, the danger in old age, sickness and death, the harm in attaching to the sense impressions that we experience, because they just cause us chaos and confusion. So we need to put our efforts into this practice. So we need to grow and develop our bharamis, to forge them until they reach a state of fullness. And what bharami do we develop? Well, there's the sila bharami, there's samadhi, the quality of samadhi, there's the quality of wisdom. All of these things we train ourselves in. And we need to train, we need to practice, do this a lot, so the mind can reach a state of peace. And then when it does this, it becomes light and buoyant. If there's any chaos within the mind, it's because there's not enough peace. It's because we lacking in our devotion to this path of practice to reach peace. And so wisdom can't arise. There are those people who train themselves more in contemplation than in samatha, and calming practice. So we use this contemplation to bring about peace in the mind, and that's fine. Whenever there's any sense impression that arises, you contemplate into that so that wisdom can come up. So then when the mind is like this, when it has this wisdom, there's upeka, there's equanimity through wisdom. But initially there may be equanimity through samadhi. This is able to suppress unskillful states. Uh, But the next level on from that is that of letting go, letting go through wisdom. And uh, this is upeka through uh, panya. We see into emptiness. We see all things as being empty, and through that the mind becomes empty. This is wisdom with emptiness. We see into the nature of conventions, and the mind becomes liberated. Even though conventionally we use different names and say this thing is called this, but we know that these things really don't exist. These are just suppositions that we come up with. We are able to use them. We're able to use this convention of language, and that's okay. But we also know the truth of all things. We know that all of these separating things out into beings, into self and other, these are just conventions within the mind. So we contemplate to bring the mind to peace. And sometimes uh, these things can go the other way. We can change it about. So sometimes we develop peace first and then use this to contemplate and see emptiness. Sometimes we contemplate into emptiness first and this brings about a state of peace. But whatever works, we do that a lot. We train ourselves in it a lot. In the beginning, we have to endure greatly with all the suffering that we're experiencing. And it can be an extreme amount of suffering. And sometimes it feels like we're just not able to do anything about it. That these impressions, they've arisen already. These emotions have come up already. We're already angry. We already hate someone. We already love something. There's already this state of, or this sense of self that has come up. The mind already believes 
in me and other. So when this happens, we need to know what's going on in the mind, to have our awareness there, seeing what it's like. When greed, hatred or delusion are present, we know that. We have our mindfulness there following up on the mind. And if the mind is devoid of greed, hatred and delusion, we also know that. We follow up on it. We know about it. We teach our minds. We protect these hearts. We use mindfulness to care for the mind. And when mindfulness is strong, then we'll be able to prevent our hearts from getting involved in attachment. But when mindfulness is weak, um, then the kilesas will easily be able to take hold of the mind. So we contemplate and see that uh, these emotions, these ramanas, they're just ramanas. But however, when they enter our hearts, but the mind is lacking in wisdom, it will immediately go and latch onto them. But if there is wisdom present, then it won't attach. And there will be a sense of lightness, a sense of ease. And so the restraint that we have and the carefulness that we show is something that's very important. And so just like a, an electric car needs a fully charged or a well-charged battery in order for it to be able to move, and so too our minds need energy. They need this energy of peace. So we try to contemplate to give rise to this internal peace. So we can look into and reflect upon the external sankharas, so the material things that we see, our houses, the monastery, for example, and tell ourselves that these things are of the nature to break apart. They're not constant. And teach our minds like this. And it's able to accept it to one degree. There was one time that I listened to a Dharma talk that Lumpucha gave. And he said that if we teach our minds and tell them that this thing is not sure, it's inconstant, and the mind is able to let go, then just that is enough. And during that period, I really liked contemplating things. I, I did that a lot. And so the way that Lumpucha taught, it was very easy. When the mind is well established in peace, then it's not difficult to teach it, to instruct it. Just tell this mind not to attach to these things. These things, they're not self. Let go of them. And then through this, the mind can become empty. But if there is a sense of self there, a sense of me and other, then the mind gets stirred up due to that. If it's involved in love and hate, then the mind will be all uh, chaotic and confused. But this practice... These things I've been talking about, they're not beyond any of our capabilities. So we really need to set our hearts on using this good opportunity that we have right now uh, as best we can. That we have this life, and we should uh, use this opportunity with effort. We have such good fortune, so really try to practice, and do this practice continuously.